question. Not quite half of them to make the call if he wants to make it. But you think he just might it? He's on life support as he gets up from his chair. There we go. All in. Tony is moving all in here with the ace high. That's the Tony we know. There you go. Welcome back, Tony. Yes. This amateur player. Still left in this tournament. Vance, this guy got in on a $225 satellite. That is incredible for a guy who's only been pumped over two years. Showman with a 49 in hand. It's been longer than two years. I mean, all in. I've been all in. Well, that's unbelievable how quickly he said all in. He didn't say it. Before next chips even hit the foul. All in Tony goes all in again. Hang on, when did I become all in? There you go, all in Tony. Finally starting to live back up to his name here a little bit. Tony, stop
that. I've never I've heard all that here before. <laughs> I like it. Hey, uh, so does everyone want to take part in this? All right. No, no one's asking you. Ed is going to read out some headlines. Okay. Some of them are from Take 5 magazine. That's life this week, Tone. Others, completely invented. Richard and I have to guess what are the Cavaliers. Believe it or not. Uh, Rickaldino, you can go first. Okay, great. My son is addicted to food. <laughs> Has your mum sold her story to That's Life magazine? No, she hasn't okay. got the 50 bucks. <laughs> oh, well, I, thought, I think it's true. I think it might be true, though. It is true. A lady said that her son is so addicted to food that last, uh, she called him last week, Troy had smuggled a frozen chicken into his bed wow. and was waiting for it to thaw. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's commitment. I'm sure you've done that, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, the, but no, the most food I've ever taken, to, I took a salad to bed once. <laughs> wow. Did you score? Oh, truly delicious. <laughs> yeah. How do you know? This is selling food out. Yeah. I've been seeing each other for a while. What about my dog? It's addicted to food. Yeah. Last night. It's always, it always goes, I like food. It always goes, my dog. I don't like the uh, yeah. connotations. I found an old packet of potato chips that was like, you know, had been opened and then twist-tied and been in there for about four weeks. Okay. And it only had a few chips in the bottom. But I used them as the decoy chips while I ate a new packet of chips. <laughs> So every time I went for some, I just throw them, scatter them on the floor, and then I just scattered some in the dog's bed while I ran to the kitchen to seal off the bag. Because the dog won't let you seal off the bag. What'll happen? What'll happen? just go, come on, you can't close that. You can't close that. Then I'll finish. There's more in there. There's more in there. I could have those. But don't you think it'd be good if I had them? I could have all of them. Look at this. I fit in that pool quite easily. That pool, that's chip size, that pool. It's a nightmare living with a dog. You're making me want a dog. All right, you ready? Hit me. Mark Ann. Triple decker lizards. It's true. What? Uh, yeah, yeah. Life like magazine. Uh, there are these three lizards that sun themselves one on top of the other on top of the other. They've taken the old double decker oh. and turned it into a triple decker. God, sure, but yeah. That'd be a lot of cash from People magazine. Oh, uh, that one got. Oh, really? Because they got twenty-five for that lot. Oh, I reckon they give you a hundred bucks a piece. Hundred bucks for lizards that appear to be having sex. Oh, wow! I'll okay. give you twenty-five bucks if you just lean two rocks against each other. <laughs> we should be cashing in, Richard. Uh, I'm back to me. Yep. Yeah. Right, let's do it. I eat Lego. <laughs> I reckon that's true. I reckon someone actually does that. It is true. It is true. I had a friend. Uh, went to Thailand to get some like gear, like some uh, gear, oh. some gear. No, <laughs> to bring some gear back to Australia. Should have, should have thought of it. Yeah. Uh, did she have enormous teeth? No. Well, okay. Let's just say let's 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 leave all that out. Enough room behind the teeth to strap two kilos of gear. Let's 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 cut that out when it goes to air and say that uh, they went there and they went to like this uh, monastery that does like body cleansing stuff. Oh, yeah. And they had a shelf of all the stuff that had been washed out of people's insides. Oh, uh, coins, you know, bobby pins, <laughs> and a pirate Lego man. Oh wow! <laughs> it's, painful, it's painful enough stepping on one of those things in the middle of the night in bare feet. Oh, imagine having it with some tomato sauce. Oh, no. What do you mean a shelf? They had a shelf. A shelf of like things past. <laughs> <laughs> coins. Bobby pins. Oh, there's Hinder's lips of an angel. <laughs> Drag it out, put it on the playlist. Ready, Tone? Yep. Actor John Howard is gobsmacked. <laughs> uh, 
I don't think he takes part in sea bagging. No, don't say that. <laughs> that's offensive. Oh, can't possibly yeah. besmirch the name. Oh, well, I guess he could, but yeah, I think that's true. He is gobsmacked. Uh, yeah, he got another Logie nomination, mm-hmm. and, and this week in TV Week, they've all all of the Gold Logie nominees have written like little post-it notes mm-hmm. saying thank you very much, and he just says I'm gobsmacked. You mean John Howard or John Wood? No, John Howard. Oh, John Howard of the Johns. Right, yeah. all Saints now, isn't he? He's all Saints. Yeah, he's yeah. all Saints. Ready, one more, Rich. Okay, ready. I bought my own arm back. <laughs> In any way connected to the gruesome pictures of the crocodile with the arm and its mouth from last week? No, you sicko. Uh, I'm going to say that's not true. You say it's Cavalier. You're right. Oh, oh yeah. that's amazing. Oh. From the, uh, I was sitting there, I didn't have any ideas whatsoever, and I thought of the old King Missile song, Detachable Penis. Yeah, I thought you did. They'll, they'll, they'll be on to me if I say it's, I bought my own penis back, but if yeah. I change it to arm, I'll trick him. I didn't. Let's move on. That's pure Cavalier. That's it. It doesn't end with a bang, my segment. It just sort of fizzes out. There was only five questions. Like, shouldn't it be an even number if there's two of us playing? All right, then fine. Okay, you ready, Tony? <laughs> Here we go. Believe it or not. Booting at home. Come on. So you're leaping through the magazine. So clearly the answer is going to be from the Believe place. it or not, Tony. Believe it or not. <laughs> You've got to do there. Hello. Uh, surely there's something leaping out at you. Okay. Believe it or not. Uh, Paris Hilton starts with Paul Giamatti in the new National Lampoon's <laughs> film, Pledge This. <laughs> I'm just astonished that Paul Giamatti is reduced to appearing in the straight-to-video National Lampoon title. Believe it or not. I'm not true. Well, you, which is it, Tony? I'd say that Paris Hilton, yes, Paul Giamatti, no. Let's move on. Were well, you never going to answer? You're right! Oh! It's a choice, though, because it's just possible with Paul Giamatti. Right. Like, he's been in some low-rent gear. Oh, yeah. Like... Oh. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, I wanted to say, well, I wanted to say Private Parts, where he was pig no, But that's actually quite a great movie. Yeah, that's great a movie. What's that one that M. Night Shyamalan Land, that latest? Oh, the Lady in the Water. That was nonsense. No, yeah. The Lady in the Water. Unnecessary. Splash was made 20 years ago, 30 years ago. It didn't need to be remade. It was pretentious nonsense. Yeah, you know it. You know right. it. So there we go. That's Cavaliers, believe it or not. Uh, probably not the uh, ratings winner we'd hoped it would be. <laughs> Bit of a fitter, but what are you going to do? Hey, what are you going to do? <laughs> I guess you just got to throw to be good, Johnny, by bed at work. We'll be back right after this with something equally as fizzling. <laughs> around the nation okay. on Triple M, where we just must say hello to Lee in Brisbane, okay. uh, one of our listeners who called in. Now, we love stories where someone drives through a house. Do we ever? And doesn't get injured. Now, this one, the person was slightly injured. But they're okay. They're okay. I just want to mention it because this bloke, I think in Brisbane, drove into someone's house across the road in reverse. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, beautifully. Here we go again. Uh, a man in uh, somewhere or another. Oh, you're yeah, there. Uh, 2 p.m. yesterday, so no excuses for darkness or anything like that. Mm. Lost control, slammed into a house. Uh, no one was injured. Minor structural damage. Oh, okay. We were all for slamming into houses. Yeah, yeah. We've always been for that. As long as no one gets hurt. Absolutely right. But look at this, Tony. Ram Raiders steal an ATM every six days. Really? People getting in the big cars, getting in your four-wheel drives, yeah. slamming into things and nicking off with ATMs. Mm-hmm. These guys just, these other guys are doing it for free. 
this real money to be made in this stuff. giving it away. This is what I mean. Yeah, I think it was ever since that bloke drove, you know, tried to steal the ATM and his bumper came off yeah, with his number plate on it. <laughs> the last time it really worked. <laughs> that was, you know, there was nowhere to go after that gag. But this is the best photograph. They've, all, they've gone, all right, let's, let's slam into the ATM. Let's get the ATM. Let's crash into it. Yeah. It's on the second floor. That's all right. Look at this. We'll just drive. We'll try and get up the escalators in our Nissan Patrol. <laughs> what did you successfully steal? Well, we crushed some chairs in the food court. <laughs> that's a victory of sorts. I have to say, driving up an escalator is an impressive Yeah, that's effort. true. You've got to give them points for that. All right. Uh, every show in town has already talked about this business. Uh, Kate Middleton and uh, Prince whoever, Prince William. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They broke up. Yeah. Like, why are people so interested? Because he's a prince. But he's kind of a snooty twerp, isn't he? Oh, yeah, he is. Harry's, but like, uh, it began that You're Prince that William Harry. was the sex symbol, and then yeah. suddenly it's sort of gone a bit Charles-ish. Mm-hmm. And then Harry's like the dangerous, dark and yeah. interesting one. Yeah, and he drives a tank. Talk that she wasn't posh enough. Here's what uh, Angela Bishop said on Channel 10 News. Other reports say Kate's family wasn't up to scratch. Apparently her mother, former air hostess Carol, says toilet instead of lavatory. Oh, a big no-no in royal circles. <laughs> How did that come out? How did they find out? Would the Queen have tried to, you know, bring it up in conversation? Uh, she's she's full of traps, the Queen. Sir, would you like to try a... Uh, toilet? Oh, no, wrong! Thunderbox? How you go? Thunderbox. Thunderbox is justified. Lavatory. Have you ever used the word lavatory in your life? Never. No. No. I'd like to think that that's what tipped it, though. You know, six years of romance out the window, but not using the word lavatory. <laughs> Randy Quaid in Christmas Vacation saying the lavatory's back up. <laughs> As he empties it into the, into the, gutter, into the That is one of the great characters. Randy Quaid. Uh, uh, do we have time for Cape? I'll tell you, there's a, great, there's a great monster film yeah. with this Angela Bishop chasing people. <laughs> okay. When you say there is, you there, mean, there, there could be. Oh, there oh, could right. be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going well. Could be. Even we don't have that one. Uh, I'll just mention some quick April facts. We received this... Uh, oh, is it time for entries? Uh, have you got some there? Oh, yeah, heaps. All right, you give us that, because this is quite a sizable time okay. I've received from Joshua Phillips. We'll be getting to that later. Check this guy out. Uh, Brett has sent us in that. Look at that. Man in a cape changing a tire. Oh, that's uh, very that nice. What we're talking he about. into the gallery. Man in cape sent in from uh, Matt. Man in cape cleaning toilet. Yeah. yeah. Not even looking at the camera. Brilliant. Right. And then, look at this. Lavatory, I think you'll find. Sorry, Thunderbox. And then for some wacky gear. <laughs> me cape's caught in the door. <laughs> Is that good wacky cape caught in door acting? Let me see that. Oh, yes. Have a look. You are the, the judge of these things. Very insensible. That's jackass realistic, that one. <laughs> I like that. Beautiful. Okay, now, here we go. Glenn English has sent this one in of some kids diving into a pool. Oh, uh, capes! With some capes. That's fantastic. Synchronised swimming in capes. Now, what you're hoping for is the next photograph is them kind of struggling down the pool, yeah. you know, in the capes, being very cumbersome. Not so. And it gives me, it gets to uh, uh, an issue that Nikki and I have been talking about, which is the child abuse of Capril. Okay. Here is a child in a Batman costume playing soccer. Yeah. He will be ridiculed. Yeah. Now, what we're saying is, did he come up with the idea, the kid? Is he after the iMac? Mm. Or is it parents 
putting their kids into capes and, and cape-like costumes to try and win a sympathy vote to get the Iron Man. Oh, I think there might be a bit of that. But also, you know, we're not looking for superhero costumes. That'll be another month. I know. I know. We'll I do Bat Timber or something like that. <laughs> I think kids are fine with capes. It's the cows that they have problem with. Mm. You know, lots of what? cows going on. It's oh, like cows. Yeah, you know, the, the, the half masks that Batman wears. Wow. So a cow. Yeah. You have to dumb it down for me, Rich. <laughs> I, I think that would have done it. Uh, here is a man, a very clever man, a very attractive man called Stephen, yeah. who is uh, driving a forklift in a very, very nice child's bedspread uh, tied around his head with stars all over it. <laughs> Moments later, he would have been uh, strung up by that Cape Boys co-workers, I'm guessing, but well done, that man. He's back getting beaten in the running for the iPod, the 24-inch iPod. iPod. Right, iPod. Welcome to the 21st century, oh, Tone. That screen in front of you, a whole number of things can change on that. It's a computer. A 24-inch iPod. Imagine yeah, that in your pocket. That's as ridiculous as the iMac. iMacs need a pair of cappers for those. How is the iMac coming along? A computer. It's iMac size on your desk. You have to knock a wall down in your office. But how big were those MySpace photos? It looked fantastic. Windswept teenagers. Those sturdy Sanchez clips of oh, wonderful screech. That big, can you imagine? Awful. How disturbing that would Awful. be. We need to go to a break. I'm feeling sick. So unexpected. So freaky. And absolutely terrifying. <laughs> this around the nation we're in. I'm told we need to skew a bit younger. That is absolutely false. No, we do. So what can you do? Can you set this yeah, up? Yeah, no, I reckon I, can, uh, I reckon I can throw to this song. Yeah. Uh, youth style, Red. So uh, if you could give us a bed, let's have it. Okay. Oh, yeah, what's happening, Pam's post and play uh, uh, this one because I have it on my iPod. I'll probably catch you at the X Games. I'll be flipping it back down the inline stuff. Yeah, oh. Alright, Joel, so set your sneakers to high top and your wrist is still at Uh We get into straight in the latest one from Fallout Boy. That's back with Joel. It's the iMac Scarra. We're playing full stuff the song, which uh, all the way from DC in the UN. This is Fallout Boy with a lot new track. It's a thing, it's a really great. This on Triple M, where, well, after midday, we're going to be joined by someone you're a big fan of, Andy Zoltzman. Oh, he's going to be great. Very funny uh, comedian in town for the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, mm -hmm. Victoria. And I'll tell you what, he's going to be here. He's going to kill this guy. It'll be really funny. That's all. We'll see you Yeah, we will. Oh, no, Sonny's back on. Jeez, I tell you what, that Caruso. That is the most bizarre performance in the history of television. The music's doing all the work. Because often the acting doesn't work unless they put music under it. It's just that very odd timing. And floating. Have you noticed he'll just float his head around the front? I love David Caruso. He's great. I reckon he's the new Christopher Walken. Really? Yes, he is the new Christopher Walken. no one says lines like him. I reckon he's great. He's the best. never actually looking at who he's talking to. Just floating the head around in the frame. It's like he's lost the contact lens and he's losing it. Where's that lens? Just odd... Pauses. Yeah. Vulcan style. Didn't someone tell us that that's the, that's the most uh, syndicated show in the world? CSI. CSI Miami. Really? It's really hitting a chord in Lima, you know? 
Salvador, <laughs> Mali. I've just never heard anyone speak like that Maybe. in these countries. Is okay. it time to go a climbing? <laughs> Talkback Mountain soaring. <laughs> Ultravox style. The box. Time to ban stuff, don't you reckon? Yeah. Let's have a bonfire. Let's burn a few things right. we don't like. Family First style. What are they up to? Family First are concerned about uh, the harm alcohol is wreaking on... Uh, well, families, fair enough. Good point. But do they need to go this far? Popular sports stars such as David Boone and Alan Border under a Family First regime mm-hmm. would be prohibited from advertising beer. That means, essentially, that little boony-talking doll straight on the bonfire. Just replaced by one of their senators going, have another baby on the bonfire. Burn them all. House to house the family. <laughs> Bird's truck. Bring out your boony doll. Throw it on the bag. Replace it. Replace it with another with another doll going, we're not that Christian, really. <laughs> promise. <laughs> promise. No, 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 I promise. I don't want to see the Booney doll silence like that. He, the Booney doll is great because it doesn't have anything to do with cricket when it goes off. Uh, a friend of mine had one just in the middle of the night. We'd go, where's me dogs? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a shoeless intruder. With <laughs> a rough voice. Just come back for one of his own, you know, bits of clothing, not to nick the TV. All right, give me anything. What are we going to ban here? Okay. I've got the women's bags. Here's what I'd like to see banned. Photographs of celebrities blinking mm-hmm. being passed off as photographs of celebrities off their face. There's Kirsten Dunn. I love weed. There's like a spotlight worth of, you know, like a, like a, like a World War Two aeroplane searchlight in their face <laughs> on the end of a camera, and they've gone, well, look at the evidence. That's what they do. They wait outside a nightclub yeah. with a giant, yeah. Sort of bat signal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Kirsten Dunst comes out, right, turn it on. She's squinting. Now she looks off her Fantastic. I'd like to see this band. Mm. Articles which suggest that Victoria Beckham is somehow attractive. I don't know. <laughs> Posh's local shop style nose. Posh's total lack of credibility Thank when it comes to claiming to be any kind of style yeah. or hotness yeah. figurehead. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Ban it. Ban it. Ban it. Replace it with Tony. Uh, I'm going to put a future ban on. I know that Guns N' Roses are starting their Chinese Democracy yeah. World Tour. Yeah, no sign of the album, but the tour is coming. Yeah. It'll take seven years. <laughs> now, this is going to be a huge tour. Millions of people are going to go and more power to them. I'm sure people in this room really like Guns N' Roses. I'm sure. Maybe people who have been in this room really like Guns N' Roses. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. I know what's going to happen. People are going to think it's okay to wear headbands, like oh, bandanas no. tied around their head. Oh. They're not in the Crips or the Bloods, oh. and they're going to think it's okay to wear a red headband and give high fives on the street to each other, clutching Jim Beam bottles. So I think piracy and buccaneer work should be confined to the AFL. This is <laughs> not see it out on the streets and the venues. Yeah. And it's only because I don't have the guts to get involved. Like, I've never had the guts to get involved. Like, if I go to a, co- like a concert, like when I was a kid growing yeah. up, I was a homeboy. Mm. But I couldn't, I couldn't put the hat up. I couldn't get the vanilla ice. 
lines in the side of my head. I could never wear all Orlando Magic uh, basketball gear from head to foot. I just couldn't commit. So whenever I see people all getting into something, it makes me a bit jealous, and then I get angry. So headbands banned. Headbands <laughs> Did you hear about this uh, couple from New York? No. They hailed a taxi and got it to drive them to Arizona because they didn't want their cats to fly. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Couldn't the cats have called the bus? Well, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's ridiculous, though. They've got a cat. Is there a photo? All the way across the country, if you have any sense of the geography of the United States, mm-hmm. New York's on the East Coast. Arizona's right in the middle of the desert. Mm-hmm. It'd be really annoying if the cat couldn't get a fair back. Okay. Hey, you lost me at cats until I see the photograph. <laughs> Okay, well, there's a picture here of the cabs uh, getting out of the uh, Come on, getting man. out of the cab, and the trip took uh, six days in a cab from New York to Arizona, only uh, one day longer than in a Jetstar flight, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Not quite off the list because yeah. a lot of people will call up and want Andrew Bolt's band. Give him oh, a booing. Bolt, now. what's he done? He's going in hard against uh, Kevin Rudd because, of course, he's paid to say vote for John Howard. <laughs> That's what he's paid to do by Rupert Murdoch, and he does it well. Uh, and today, he's determined to make this become a catchphrase, sunrise. Okay. Oh, because Rudd oh, was, was yeah. trying to bring the dawn service forward on sunrise. So it's now known as the sunrise affair. And he's used the phrase sunrise about 20 times in his column, hoping it will catch on. But the trouble is, all it does is make, it just makes Bolton sound more racist than usual. Sunrise! <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit mean no right here. Yeah, very <laughs> What do you want, Ben? Let's get into it. Uh, give us a score. One, two, three, five, three. Now, Ben. Well, it's a bit of mandolin. That's the sound we like here. Get this on Triple M. R.E.M. Losing my religion. What should be banned? Let's just ban stuff. It's very popular. Who's going to ban something first? Oh, hi, Fleur. How are you? Oh, I'm very well, guys. How are you? Uh, great. What's beginning banned today? Uh, please, someone ban those foreign commercials. Now, they're usually... Swedish cleaning yeah. things or beauty products that are dubbed by then Australian actors. It's toothpaste or something, and then this Australian voice comes out of her mouth and it's clearly not that woman. <laughs> it's because there's no, uh, I think the word is foley. You know, they just redo the voice, but they re- don't redo any of the rustling or bumping. So it's just, um, Sounds a bit sort of Godzilla style. <laughs> Terrible. It just it's disturbing to yeah. me. It's almost as bizarre as that voice that comes out of David Caruso every week on the CSI. <laughs> <laughs> That's it all. Very odd. Thank you, Fleur. Hello, Roy. How are you? Good day. Oh, good man. What are you banning? I want to see a disclaimer in the end of all advertising that you can't understand it that quick. Oh. <laughs> Like they'll say, such and such relieves headaches. Oh, welcome to meat pies, Australia, or something, and yeah, and then disclaimers, which means there's no actual meat in the pie. It's not our problem if you find two pigs in there. Right, the pig that contains no actual meat products. Yeah, well, that's that's it. yeah get rid of them all. Uh, who would you 
replace them with, with maybe that's one for David Caruso. But a slow talking at the end. Well, maybe just slow the disclaimer down and use that as the advertisement. Ah, written. Spoken and authorised. No, it's all good ideas. Thank you, Roy. Arrest your king. Hi, Scott. How are you? Good, thanks, mate. So, uh, great, man. What do you want to ban? Uh, Daryl Summers. <laughs> Scott, you don't think he's got the right vehicle at the moment? You want to see him just doing stand-up live every week on TV? Or what is it? What's going um, on? Mate, he's just so past it. You know, America gave us Don Lane. Can't we give America Daryl Summers? Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> and did you see uh, last night? Yeah, I did. How did yeah. Do you reckon Phoebe was pushed? <laughs> yeah, my, me. Maybe. No, I reckon she actually, she's coming in now to see <laughs> Oh, we don't like to see Steve injured. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Hello, Johnny. How are you? Not too bad, Ed. How are you going? Mate, I'm very good. What do you want to ban? Uh, fashion and beauty magazines. Oh. <laughs> okay. What, one of the main things they have in them is, like, you know, 50 ways how to please your man. Yeah. Now, this is education from a woman. There are four things that you need to be uh, to do to please a man. Yeah, one. Uh, all right. Well, you, you you just crack on, and if you get to one that don't go to air, uh, we'll just have to beep you. All right, go for it. Okay, okay. One, drive a V8. Okay. okay. Two, like footy. Okay. Three, be able to cook. Yeah. Four, be able to put out. That's it. Yeah, Okay. I think, I think uh, what you're looking for there is an actual man, Johnny, you know what I mean? <laughs> Apart from uh, turning the ladies into yourself. But, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You're going to find a man that's you know, going to be able to cook well. That's, so what are the other 46, you know, when you see those 50 ways? I have no idea. Well, yeah, no, I don't understand. Understand. Yeah, they don't work. No, no. A lot of talk about wanting a man with a sense of humour. Yeah, 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 a lot of that stuff. Uh, yeah. Not as much V8 talk as Johnny would like. <laughs> okay. Beauty recipes. V8 talk. All right. Let's ban those mags. Hi, uh, hi, Peter. How are you? Oh, hello. Not bad. Thank you. What's going on? Oh, I want to ban Seniors Week and Youth Week. <laughs> Thirty to sixty-year-old week. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, well, maybe uh, we could combine the two. Have seniors week and uh, youth week, every, and then maybe everyone could swap jobs just oh, for the good. week. A bit of seniors breakdance. The yeah. old people getting around like uh, you know in the backward baseball caps, like you'll see at election time, <laughs> saying word up, and the young people just sitting at home writing angry letters to the paper about pronunciation. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> should have to fit the stereotype. Peter, thank you for the most considered response we've ever had on this show. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks. That's all right, mate. Uh, is there a week you would like to be instituted? Oh, no. Uh, he's uh, hanging up on the radio show week. <laughs> That's what it is every week Adrian, on the show. How are you? Good, thanks, Mike. Yourself? I'm excellent. What do you want to ban? Uh, I want to ban Hinder Lips of an Angel. <laughs> okay. Not one of the people who stand at the number one in the chart for so long? Oh, I've downloaded it several times. I'm just sick of it. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, right. Do you think that uh, Hinder were just, uh, you know, holding Nickelback's seat? I reckon they were. Yeah, you know, like quite, yeah. the spray of filling a seat for uh, Coldplay, oh, the low cost of no care. And did you buy it, did you say, Adrian? Uh, I did, yeah. You bought it several times. Did you buy the album with the National Lampoon's cover on it? No, I didn't actually. Yeah, there you go. That's uh, a great cover. It is. Lovely. The album was rescued from the bargain bins. Yeah. Yeah. It truly was. It came out in 2005. Yeah. And then someone went, oh, it sounds a bit like Nickelback. Let's put that out. And then 
surely they would have redone the cover if they'd known it was going to be that big. Yeah. Instead, it's just a set of jugs on some postcards. <laughs> I mean, it's shifting units. Come, come and get it. Uh, thank you, sir. Thank you, everyone that called in. All right, that's enough banning for one day. And in the next hour, I haven't met this bloke, but uh, Ed Cavalier's been raving about him for weeks. Mm-hmm. Andy Saltzman. It's not the way to go. And there's got to be peer pressure. There's got to be someone to say, fingers crossed, just chopping along.
by South Africa last night, but uh, that is not true. That didn't happen. That was a fake match that was broadcast. England <laughs> <laughs> actually won by two hundred runs. The Capricorn won, Have you picked up any terminology here in Australia? Any that you could use? Well, from cricketing terminology, cricketing or any sort of word. Um, not really. Yeah, no, no. Uh, I guess because, uh, as a comedian, I've been doing most of the talking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> So, yeah, they've been picking up my terminology. <laughs> and would uh, any Australian politics ever make its way to where you live? Uh, Australian politics isn't covered in great depth uh, in Britain, <laughs> despite the uh, charismatic prime minister. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, well, I sort of touched on it a little bit in my show, but I mean, I guess, you know, the kind of jokes about the war on terror. Mm. I can just tag the name John Howard on the air. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've written especially the <laughs> We love a bit of that. And this, again, this is from your bio that they've sent us. I don't know if this is true. It says, in longer sets, Andy's material can come a, become a little too convoluted for its own good. Well, to get this, that's the theme of every show here. Yeah. Who wrote that? I don't know. Yeah, how can anything be too convoluted? In my book, the more convoluted the better. <laughs> we like things convoluted. <laughs> Life is convoluted. My comedy merely reflects that. <laughs> well, we're constantly told on radio one thought per break. People can't handle one thought per break. Oh, yeah, that's all they can. Oh, that's all they can. That's really the end of the day. philosophy. 17 thoughts per break, please. Well, that's it, yeah. And they might not get all of those thoughts, but if they get two of them, then that's more than one. Mm. Exactly. So, what more can they possibly want? Ian told me that uh, at the show he went to see, you were standing at the door continuing the show as people were leaving. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, so, I, you know, I've basically got, I've got too many jokes, so I have to put some in before the show starts <laughs> and some more after the show. It's actually nice. It's nice to come in and sit down and watch a show and there's not kind of uh, the music going. Yeah. You sit down and you're like, oh, wait a second, I'm yeah. bumping along to, that's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a thumping bass. It's a gang. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. So, when you do your own show, you obviously, don't have a compass, so it's going to take a while to warm people up. So, mm-hmm. I've always tried to get some jokes in before I actually come on. Yeah. Right. Almost as a way of just slightly loosening up the crowd. That's all right, loosener. Yeah. We like, uh, do you know Alan Davies, uh, Jonathan Creek? Uh, uh, I'm not well. I've, uh, in fact, I've played football against him. Oh, have you? Is uh, he good? Uh, he's all right. Right. He, uh, yeah. Well, he almost started a fight in one game. Did he? Um, yeah. Uh, over a throw in. Oh, right. Yeah, but yeah, these are games between comedians becoming incredibly competitive. <laughs> <laughs> I, saw, I saw some of your work on YouTube, some lovely sort of midfield holding work. Yeah, I, well, I'm one of the great midfield players Britain's produced in the last <laughs> 30 years. So I'm kind of like a mixture between Glenn Hoddle and Brian Robson. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. David Batty thrown in there? Uh, well, I'd be a slightly more sophisticated player than Batty. So, you know, I can do a lot. I'm also one of the few two, genuinely two-footed players that British football has thrown up. We do like to keep 17 thoughts going at once on this program. So let me just go back to Alan Davey. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> he has a great trick with his stand-up where he'll come out and he'll just muck around for the first, you know, three or four minutes. And when he feels the audience uh, kind of going, he points out that nobody really just arrives at work and starts working immediately. <laughs> yeah, a bit of rubbish at the photocopy <laughs> machine, <laughs> making a copy. Yeah. Well, the, the brief period of my life that I had a proper job, I would do anything to avoid starting work. <laughs> and that, uh, uh, that's why I started doing cryptic crosswords. Um, <laughs> so basically, I was so bored at work <laughs> that I would write out cryptic clues on a little post-it note. So I would sit in my desk looking like I was working really hard. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to work out. What sort of job was that? Uh, it was a job sub- sub-editing um, 
magazines about oh. European finance. So you would have to come up with a punny headline. We no, 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 it's all very, very dry. Oh, surely the Rand or something could give you something, the Nikkei? Uh, nothing, absolutely. It was, just, it was the most boring, boring job <laughs> in the world. Uh, we want to be, you know, we know nothing about British politics mm. right on this show. Yes. You know, I can feel the audience already switching over. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to find something to talk about in there. That'll be next time. Get this. Hands open. That's Snow Patrol here again. This on Triple M. Andy Zosman, comedian from the UK, is with us. And I don't know if you'd be a fan of 24. Have you ever seen that show? Massive fan of 24. Really? Some of it's probably the greatest documentary series ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's on tonight, 10.30. Oh. Sort of. What are, they, what are they up to, Tony? Because I watch it illegally off the download. <laughs> yeah. And what, uh, what is the regular TV up to? Well, it, well, I've got a clip from tonight's episode. Uh, right. This is from the beginning of tonight's episode of 24. Within the hour, of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't they just sit there at ZTU and go, Something's going to blow up. It's going to be exactly 59 minutes. Yeah. 59 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone take a break till there. I love that guy's voice. <laughs> that guy? Yeah. Always eating Maltesers as he oh, talks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, no, so, so I'm about probably three episodes behind when we left uh, oh, right. him over here, so you've really spoiled it. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're, well, they're running yeah. around looking for a bob. But yeah. they will do anything plot-wise. That's what I love about 23. Yeah. You don't watch it for depth of character. No, no. Yeah, if you want something with depth of character, you watch Neighbours. And it's totally right. Get raw, unadulterated excitement. See what Pep is up to, you know? Character, you're up. Sorry, Andy's probably a couple of years behind. Are you? Oh, okay. In the future, Maggie's still alive. Things don't go well for her. We love that because we get EastEnders two years behind, or even older, and you just you listen to what music they're playing. Who let the dog down? Funky junkie. going on to it. Now, look, British politics, we know bugger all about it. Who's this Gordon Brown? What's he do? Uh, Gordon Brown, he is uh, Tony Blair's successor in waiting. And when I say waiting, I mean waiting for the last 13 years. 13? See, we have Vita Costello. He's been waiting 11, I think, or 11. He's been treasurer, at least. Well, I do think British and Australian politics are identical with different names and slightly different accents. In that we have a leader that no one likes, but... Cons- consistently wins the election. And yet no one ever says, oh yeah, Tony Blair, he's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it seems the same over here with John Howard, and yet he still wins. How many do you want in a four in a row? Four in a row. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. If, he, if he wins a fifth in a row, he gets to keep it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never met a single person who will admit yeah. that they yeah. voted for him. That's true. What you do have in England that we love is incredibly unattractive men involved in sex scandals. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, I guess you know, looking at the British gene pool, then there's, you know, if any man is involved in it, <laughs> likely to be unattractive. One. But, um, yeah, no, it's, it's quite remarkable. And uh, I don't know, I think the blame for that has to go to British women. Speaking <laughs> <laughs> with these people. Who was the bloke who was uh, having sex with his secretary in his office with the door open? That was maybe a year ago. Oh, well, that doesn't narrow it down. No, sorry about that. <laughs> well, every, you know, every self-respecting British male in the position of power and responsibility has sex with a sexy with a door open. Yeah. It's one of the unwritten rules. But we don't have a written constitution. That's why people can get away with it. Do what they like. Yeah. They can have as they go along. You ever thought of getting rid of the royal family? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> and then the problem is, what are you left with? I guess it's the same argument you had over here when you had your, uh, your vote about it. Mm-hmm. The, the, the prospects of... King John Howard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is it even worse? 
So, um, well, we ne- well, you've probably seen our flag. It just has the Union Jack just up in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Just reserved. Fighting its time. Yeah, we'll have that Empire back up and running within 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Rightly so. <laughs> well, what we, why did that fail? I just think we, like you say, there was this move to go republic. But then a whole lot of celebrities who everyone hated got behind yeah. it. Yeah, well, I think that turned it off more than anything. Yeah, well, I think there's two things that really turned voters off. Uh, one is celebrities, as you say, and two is politicians. So <laughs> in any political vote, you're going to have problems <laughs> trying to persuade people to vote for you because you're going to have politicians involved. And, yeah. you know, the standard response when you see any politician saying anything is somewhere between suicide and immigration, <laughs> <laughs> or at least just sitting and slamming your head against the table for a couple of hours. <laughs> we just can't, you know, there's always, every couple of years, there'll be someone who they push as, like, the people's... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, we yeah, had yeah. a guy called Bill Shorten last year. Oh, the short. And they always find something. There's always some dirt. There's always someone's got some shares. Someone's got a conflict of interest. Yeah. In. I mean... What's the story? I mean, I just, is it because anyone who's really great just would never go into politics? I think there is probably an element of that. Um, and, I mean, there's an argument that anyone who wants to become a career politician who actively wants to go into politics should be banned from yeah. doing so. <laughs> and it, it'd be a much, probably a much fairer system. You'd probably get a higher quality of politics if people were kind of selected at, like, the jury service <laughs> and, you know, were forced. But, you know, to spend two weeks being foreign minister. <laughs> <laughs> two weeks each, that'd be nice. <laughs> wouldn't it? Uh, and rather than deciding, oh, I want to be a politician and flick my worldview on, yeah. on the voters, <laughs> it just plucks out of thin air. Have you seen our, met our foreign minister by any chance, Alexander Downer? You I've not it? seen Mr Downer, not no. aware of his work. We've got an idea for putting him on that TV show, Thank God You're Here. Pushing him through a door, and his scenario is he's Australia's foreign minister. He'll be lost. <laughs> he will be lost. How long you last? What do you describe him as? Completely made of pudding. He <laughs> used to be made of pudding. Is that just me? <laughs> it's you. That's massive you. Hey, made from? Did you say? Yeah. Made from? Yeah. Is that a cue to play? What have you made? Oh, I think, well, it's going to have to be, Tony, because there was no other links. So that's going to have to be it. We like to find out what people have made themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right there, go. Yeah. <laughs> Not just things they've bought from the shop. No, no, no. Things they've constructed on Knocked up. Right. Could be an anti-gravity machine, like oh, a place working oh, on a yeah. Gibson in Victoria. Yeah, yeah. You ever think what you have made yourself, Andy? Okay. And we'll be back to play What Have You Made? <laughs> we'll get your blood boiling. <laughs> To get this, that's us, Tony Martin, Ian Cavalier, Richard Martin's here. Andy Saltzman is with us, sitting in uh, for this hour. His show is at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Is it just called Andy Saltzman, Andy? Uh, no, the full title is Andy Saltzman Detonates 60 Minutes of Unbridled Evening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's made it himself. Yeah. He's made his own show. That's what we're playing today. That's so pretty much all I've ever made myself. I do make a very good carbonara. I don't know if that counts. Oh, oh yeah, really? really? That's the carbonara down here. What's, your, what's the, uh, what's the secret? A bit of nutmeg. Really? Yeah. Really? Really, uh, yeah. I can't, I can't advocate not making a carbonara highly enough. Right. Wow. Yeah. We're tough judges of carbonara down this way. Yeah. Bolognese, because uh, bolognese is my go. Yeah. And uh, Tabasco. I, I, Tabasco, interesting, because I'd chuck a load of not making a bolognese. Would you? Not making anything. Where will you much. stop? Where will it end? Which one does our Prime Minister like? No, no, no. 
Mariana. There you go. That's Mariana. That's right. It is Mariana. He says it right the first time, but then he corrects himself. That's right. Why are we doing this, Ed? Why are we playing What Have You Made? You claim some kind oh, of connection yeah, with Andy. Yeah, no, no. Uh, thank you very much, <laughs> Richard. Yeah. It's been a bit of paper I was looking for. No, there's two reasons. Because there's the anti-gravity, uh, look at this, uh, Andy. There's, an, there's a guy out in the middle of uh, sort of nowhere who's built an anti-gravity wheelbarrow. Uh, right. He stops gravity in one end. Yep. Something happens in the wheelbarrow. Yep. Out the other end, it spews anti-gravity. Oh, I see, Right. And it's going to yeah. change the world. Really? Yeah. A wheelbarrow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure why. Yeah. What is it? Okay, anti-gravity comes out. What does it do? Causes things to float. Yeah, if you get in its way out the back of the wheelbarrow, you'll just, it'll just float off. Right. Rocks and stuff, your shoes and that kind of thing. Oh, I see. And this is what, it's just supposed to make gardening easier. Uh, yeah, I think this is, I think it's just sort of anything that you cut up just yeah. sort of off into the atmosphere. Right, I see. Oh, I'm guessing it's because of the rising sea levels. He wants it, if we can all float a bit higher. <laughs> yeah, sorted. We'll get out of there. All right, what uh, we'll well, yeah, obviously I've tried to make an anti-gravity wheelbarrow as well. That's <laughs> why we bring it up. Yeah, but uh, it's never worked. You know, I've always found that gravity is a very persistent enemy. You're saying there was a secondary to him, Emily. Oh, yes, that's right. That's right. My friend Ben uh, went, went, has heard you, how do I say this without saying being like the money dude, uh, <laughs> heard a story that you told about a, ro- yes. about a catapult. Yes, the guy right. catapulting right. himself to the moon. That's right. So I can't c- claim to have made the catapult, right. given that it is made up, but I didn't make up the story. People love to make things themselves. I mean, why buy something from the shops when you can make a better version yourself? Yeah. I mean, who did we have the other day? Who uh, I think it was uh, David O'Doherty. Oh yes, whose dad made him a, a wooden Millennium Falcon. <laughs> Much better than one you could buy from the shop. Yeah, I, 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 uh, my mum made me a. Uh, we, we moved houses when I was a kid in Brisbane, and I had a secret passage in my room. That there was one door here and then one door around the other other end of the room, and there's like a, like a thin passage in between. Oh yes. And I started sleeping in there, and so she started moving sort of furniture down into my room to store it. And it got to the point where I, uh, there was no longer a choice to sleep <laughs> in there. I had to sleep in the passage because uh, my bed had boxes on it. <laughs> wow, that's impressive. So I think, uh, I, well, I used to make my own comics when I was a kid. That's right. But rather than make my own characters, I would just create new issues of existing comics. Right, Green Lantern. Oh. The Green Lantern. I, had, I did about three issues of the, illegally of the Green Lantern. What happened to the Green Lantern in your pictures? Uh, well, if you remember, the Green Lantern's uh, ring didn't work against anything yellow. Mm-hmm. So I just had him constantly, uh, you know, failing to stop the theft of a, uh, a van full of post-it notes. <laughs> Things like that. All of the Australian one-day cricket team. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Gloves are off. <laughs> what have you made, Mr. Marsland? Uh, when I was a young man, I used to love keeping lizards. I used to keep lizards. Yeah. About, about ten blue tongues, <laughs> stumpy tails, beautiful. Where did you get them? Uh, well, you would, I mean, I had a license. And that's the only way you can keep them. Did you have a license? I had a license, yeah. I used to want to be a herpetologist. Not, not as disgusting as it sounds. <laughs> and, uh, I actually made a lizard enclosure, which was half a rainwater tank. Wow. And it was brilliant, because lizards are shuttlers, and they'll shuttle uh, between shuttle? Uh, sun and shade, like oh, okay, find okay. the exact kind of heat that they need, because they're solar-powered, cold-blooded. 
The only thing is they had a litter of lizards, which was a real triumph. It's very hard to, uh, to have a lizard that will have a baby. You know, it's yeah, very yeah. hard to get them to breed and capture. Yeah, very career-minded. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to make that sacrifice. It's never the right time. <laughs> and it was a real goal. And then uh, it was a fantastic, but I had no roof on the thing. I had no wire over the top. Yeah. So the next day, obviously, a hawk came down and oh. took little baby lizards away. Oh, oh no, good. Came down. So yeah. you uh, have a minute silence for those <laughs> So essentially you built a, uh, a bay-marie for a hawk. <laughs> exactly, that's what I did. He just came through. Oh, you can eat buffet for a hawk. Well, all my stories are sad this week. Yeah. I don't think we're impressing our guests. We need the listeners to get on board. It's quite impressive. Making your own lizarding clothes. Yeah, I'm that is true. I've never met anyone who's made their own lizarding clothes. <laughs> Better than the ball ones. <laughs> <laughs> and you made, a, uh, you made a great reason for get me to ask Andy about the catapult, which I completely forgot. Yeah, yeah. nice. I've made a mess of the segment. Is that what you're saying? I've done it myself. I did. I did. Uh, we want to hear what you've made, listeners. Call up and impress. Nothing too small, nothing too big, nothing too ambitious. There are all of these things All of these things we want. Anything. My, my grandfather once made a scale model of the Titanic out of salt. <laughs> really? No. no. <laughs> we would accept that a lot of lies. I've had quite a dull life. I have to make things up. <laughs> that will get straight on if that's you, listeners. Call up and impress Andy Zaltzman with our Oz Ingenuity 13353. Here we go. Thank you, Bon Jovi. Living on a prayer here at Get This on Triple M. Comedian Andy Zaltzman is sitting in. He's seeking to be impressed by his Australian inventors. Have we got any on the line in? Hey, Peter, how are you? Oh, really good, man. What'd you build? Uh, we made our own pinball machine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, uh, did you theme it? Did you give it a movie theme or a? Uh, oh, oh, dear. Obviously, oh, didn't make a very good antenna for his phone. That's <laughs> by a Dalek. What? Uh, sorry, say that again, Peter. What theme was it? We, we had a piece of timber. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that, Peter. Making your own pinball machine. Can we go better than that, do you think, Andy? Uh, uh, well, I, I can't imagine how any invention could better a homemade pinball machine. It's <laughs> <laughs> work. 3,000 years of civilization is reaching. <laughs> it's very zenic. We'll go better than that. Watch this. Peter, how are you? Peter? Good to yourself. Uh, good, mate. What'd you build? Uh, a turfinator. What's that? A P8 lawnmower. I'm How big is it? And is there any grass left at all in Brisbane, or have you just got it all? <laughs> oh, it's not quite finished yet. It's still a work in progress. How long have you been tired? <laughs> <laughs> it's not finished yet. How long, how long have you been going on it, Peter? Oh, about three months. Okay, what, is, what do you need? Le- what's left to do? Oh, chasing the radiator. Chasing the radiator. If anyone's got one. <laughs> Well, uh, I'm picturing something like battle truck. <laughs> Wouldn't that be good in the backyard? Yeah, sure. Where's Nick Malloy? <laughs> He's in a box in the corner. Uh, we're dropping scraps of food in. <laughs> He'll be fine. Don't worry about that, Andy. <laughs> Thank you, Pete. Oh, he's off. He's like, I'm sitting me. Pete, I'm off. All right, thank you. Hi, Simon. How are you? How are you going? Yeah, good, man. What'd you build? 
Uh, well, when I was, I can't believe you put me after the V8 lawnmower bloke. No. I'm not going to stack up now. Oh, yeah, you know, if you would get this I before. Staying, I was staying at my nana's and my mum and dad had gone away and I was, I really wanted a bird, a pet bird. Yeah. And my nan said, well, you need a cage if you want a pet bird. So out of a cardboard box, I made a cage and then took it into nan and said, well, I've got a cage. Can I have a bird? And she said, no, you can't have a bird in a cardboard cage. So not to be outdone, I went and built a cardboard perch and a cardboard bird. What do you do for a job now? I'm an electrician. Oh, right. I no, I own a cardboard pet store. Yes, but I was hoping for prison designer. <laughs> Thank you, Simon. Hello, Evan. How are you? Good, guys. Yourself? We're excellent. What'd you make? Actually, it wasn't me. It was a mate of mine. Uh, uh-huh. On the catapult issue, a uh, mate of mine made a trebuchet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is it windy? 
Yeah, there's lots of wind. There's no rain. Right. The brown paper shouldn't sh- shouldn't shred up it's because there's no rain about, so that'll be right. It's going to be a wonderful afternoon. Enjoy yourself. Yeah, man, that is. See, see the range of invention we have in this country. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the, what you get from you know a young, thrusting nation such as Australia. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in, in Britain, we've all become a bit uh, blase about inventions. On people making. You know, their own lawn <laughs> 500 years ago. Now I can't be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Rochelle, how are you? Oh, it's hi, Rochelle, how are you? Hello, I'm good. Hi. Rochelle, are you there? Yes, 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 how are you? Ah, uh, well, great. What, what have you made? It was actually my dad. He made me two things. Okay. When I was young, I really wanted to slip and slide. So did I. Yeah. Dad straight into the shed, piece of plastic, bit mm. of detergent hose, there you go, slip and slide. Now, hang on, Rochelle, did you... Uh, that was kind of weaved together. So when you were sliding down, it was just sort of various uh, bits of carpet burn uh, <laughs> played through canvas with some detergent on top. Is that, is that, is that what happened to you? No, it was more like a piece of plastic. So if you got dirt on it, you kind of got like, you know, burn on your stomach or something afterwards. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and slide injury. And did you not have anywhere to end up? Because ours didn't end anywhere because we didn't have a pool. Uh, so it just kind of fell into a puddle of mud near the back fence. Oh, no, straight along the grass. Grass burn on your stomach as well. No, well, the slip and slide, as I understand it, is banned under the new water restrictions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Surely that's the most efficient way of doing washing up. You just <laughs> throw all your plates. <laughs> <laughs> well, how's that? How's that fun? Good way to have a shower. Yeah. Way to clean your clothes. It's a different set of clothes each time you slide down. Yeah. There you go. It's environmentally friendly as well as entertaining for the kids. <laughs> Sensible policies for a better Australia. That's what we're working for here at Get This. Thank you to everyone who called. More yeah. in a moment on Get This. On the Katie Tunstall, suddenly I see here at Get This. Andy Zaltzman is with us. Uh, you know, we were going to try and impress you with some of our political satire on this show. All right. Yeah. Go on. Let's have some. Unfortunately, it's too long. The bit we've got is like four minutes long, and we won't get another song in, and then there'll be trouble. Have we got any short examples of political satire, Mr. Markle? Oh, sure. My message to the people of West Papua uh, is simply this. Well, it's one of the rules of comedy, and this dates back, you know, two and a half thousand years to the ancient Greeks inventing comedy. Casting is funny. That will always be funny. You know, us professional comedians can slave away for hours in our little comedic offices trying to come up with a perfect joke. A man casting will always be funnier than that. That's right. And it's always good, like you say, if you can go back to the ancient Greeks. Or yeah. I notice some of your more pretentious comedians will drop in the word rebelazian. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but it's a, some sort of word that allows you to get away with anything. Yeah. Well, I think the key, isn't it? the key with comedy is to make, try and make yourself look far more intelligent than you actually are. <laughs> by losing, using long words. <laughs> All right, well, we'll be done of that here. Uh, we've got to squeeze in the spin doctors, and then we'll be back to wind <laughs> things up. I'll get there. <laughs>